right, everybody. Uh, welcome to the uh, Real Talk Sports Show. My, my name is Jonathan Simmons. I am the host of your broadcast today, and we're going to be bringing you, as we always do, uh, great stuff from the world of sports and everywhere else. And uh, we're going to make sure we got everybody mic'd up. I can hear everybody here. Just going to double-check that and make sure here. I think we got everybody now, I believe. Yeah. And of course, my headset is giving me a hard time. There it is. Now I got everybody loud and clear. Perfecto. All right, uh, well, we are excited here that um, uh, we have some uh, brand-new sponsors that are joining us here, and we're going to let them talk to you about a little bit about finance, a little bit about credit. And then, of course, we got some great guests that are scheduled to join us here in the broadcast. we got Deshaun Tate from uh, Tate. I'm always getting this right. Tate, Tate Sports. Uh, he's also on 92.9 The Game. He's going to be joining us also. D. Orlando Ledbetter, the embedded beat writer for our Atlanta Falcons. He's an award-winning writer from the AJC. He's going to be joining us as well. And at the end of the broadcast, a uh, favorite of this show, Vincent W. Turner, Mr. Football, will be joining us as well to talk a little bit of football at the end of the broadcast. So we got a power pack broadcast for you uh, today. Well, um, we're going to go around, let our host, uh, I should say our guest, introduce themselves to you right now. Uh, to my left, please, kind sir. James Johnson. And across from you, lovely lady. I'm Chanel Johnson. Happy to be here. And across from me. Tiffany Spice. Also glad to be here. Well, I'm going to have you guys uh, please uh, speak as close as you can into the mic. You might have to adjust. I might have to come over and uh, adjust that just a little bit. There we go. There we go. And we'll get you nice and close so everybody can hear you. Um, like you said, we're going to discuss a little bit about finances and credit today. Uh, we are a sports talk show, so everybody don't get nervous. We will be talking some sports during the broadcast as well. Uh, keep in mind, you also can watch us on Facebook Live. We're broadcasting to you right now on there. Go to our page, Real Talk Sports. And you can find us there broadcasting to you live on the air. So we thank God for those of you who always have been so kind to join us. we got a, a real nice group of people that kind of tune in every week and they share the broadcast, which is, which is really good stuff. Uh, Deshaun Tate will be joining us at the 805 marker. So just are, do you guys like golf at all? I like miniature golf. <laughs> Does that count? Well, <laughs> well I can play. Okay. Okay. Now Tiger is back, I'm watching the Masters, so. Uh, yeah, Tiger is back. Um, he is at a plus one, so he finds himself in the middle of the pack. He's probably about 26 overall. Okay. Uh, probably the biggest story is a young, by the name, young man by the name of Tony Fanau. And, and the way he's famous is that Tony yesterday played in what they call the, uh, uh, the par three tournament. That's mm-hmm. they play each and every year. Uh, it gets a chance for the players and their families to come out and have a good time. Well, Tony actually hit a hole in one, which is the rarest of rare. Of course, you know, you got your kids there, your wife there, you're excited. So Tony begins running down the fairway, and Tony's running. Goes, oh! And Tony falls down with a dislocated ankle. Wow. Okay? So he's, like, kind of waving to his kids. You know, you, you know, you, you know we do the big papa thing. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm, I'm good. And meanwhile, he's on the ground saying, oh, my gosh. Well, believe it or not, this guy somehow got enough cortisone shots and, and stuff in him to actually um, find himself right at the top of the leaderboard. Wow. So uh, Tony Fanau is right there battling for first place. He's actually two shots behind Jordan Spieth, who came on in the back nine and electrified the crowd. He's six under par and leads the tournament right now by two shots. And uh, local fan favorite, Gooch, Matt Kuchar, Georgia Tech graduate in the Georgia Tech Sports Hall of Fame, finds himself tied for second, just two shots behind Jordan Spieth as well. Andre Extension, who won the British Open a couple years ago, is at minus three. And like I mentioned, uh, Tiger is a, a bit back. He's at uh, plus one, so he right now is seven strokes behind. So I think that he's going to have a challenge, man, trying to, uh, uh, to get back in the middle of it. But, again, uh, Tiger Woods at least, you know, back contending uh, in a major. 
Absolutely. And I think that's a big thing. I, I know for the casual fan, most people have no idea. You know, if you ask them about, you know, who's playing golf, or if you tell them Tiger Woods playing, oh, I'm going to tune in and watch that. Because <laughs> right, right. there's always excitement, exactly. you know, with Tiger Woods because, again, he's such a, um, you know, he's such an electrifying player to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's been such a dominant player to watch for years. So, again, we, uh, we're very excited that Tiger is back in the mix with us. Well, guys, uh, we're going to open up the phone lines in just a second, waiting for Deshante, our first guest for the evening. Give us a call. Phone lines are 347 uh, you can give us a call and be a part of the broadcast, and we will pipe you right in. And uh, we will actually be able to hear you on Facebook as well. So we got everything hooked up and ready to go. So if you guys are watching on Facebook and you, you're feeling some kind of way, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can go ahead because we ain't scared. You can, go ahead and, uh, you can go ahead and join us, and uh, we're more than happy to put you on the air uh, so that you might be able to uh, be a part of the broadcast. Again, we're going to ask you, if you could, please follow us anywhere on social media, at Real Talk Sports 7. And, again, we would love to, uh, you know, have you uh, be a regular follower. And certainly if you have any comments or uh, suggestions, we love it. The other thing we will put out there that we always like to try to bring a, uh, a community outreach segment on the show. So we always are uh, looking to bring nonprofits on. So please, ma'am, please, sir, if you are oh, – I just wanted to make sure we were – There we go. Don't want to hear myself in duplicate. Uh, but, yeah, we, we will put that out there that if you, if you have a compelling story, if you have a young person that is playing sports, if you have a coach, if you have a, even a booster that is doing some great stuff, please let us know. We'd love to have them on the show. We had the Rise and Shine, a great nonprofit, is doing a, uh, some great stuff with basketball camps right here. So uh, uh, we had them on last week, and we will certainly bring your story on because that's something we are committed to do here. This is not your ordinary sports show. We do, in fact, bring on um, – you know, what we like to call the good news right. in sports. So, uh, you know, if that's you, you can give me a call, 678-410-9833, or you can send me an email to Jay Simmons, that's J-S-I-M-M-O-N-S, at realtalksports.net, and we would love to tell your story on the air. Big shout-outs here to uh, Donna Jones, a good friend. I've known her for, well, I can't say how many years, because y'all are going to say, damn, he old. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I've known her, I've known her for multiple decades, so, so that tells you, you know, I'm a little bit older. I want to give a big shout-out to Keenan Rashad as well, who's joined us on Facebook Live. Big shout-outs uh, to them. We're going to check in and see if our guest for the evening, he's not yet joined us, Deshaun Tate, but I'm sure he will join us uh, sometime during the broadcast. Why don't we do this? We're going to put you guys on at the 8.30 segment, but, you know, live radio means we're going to go with the flow. Absolutely. So uh, we're going to let you guys uh, talk a little bit about, you know, what brings you out here in terms of talking to people about the importance of credit and, uh, and finance in their everyday lives. Mr. Johnson, I guess you're gonna you're gonna take the mic first, sir. I guess so. Again, my name is uh, James Johnson, and I'm definitely excited to be here. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, my wife and Mrs. Spikes and Mr. Spikes, um, one of the things we want to do is get out here and empower and educate people on the power of credit. Um, a lot of people think that if you got cash, that's all you need, and it's absolutely not true. Um, you want to definitely have a, a, a incredible credit score because it gives you more options in life and so we're definitely here to uh to educate and to answer any questions that anybody may have about the importance of credit or how we can actually help uh increase your credit score and now you said that now you said cash is not king anymore that you telling me well cash is king but credit is power okay uh okay i can i can understand that so um what, what's the big why is it important that people uh have good credit i mean why is that something that really every person should be very concerned about 
Well, when you have a good credit score, not only are you able to take advantage of a lot of opportunities that aren't available if you don't have a good credit score. And for instance, let's just throw some things out there that maybe people don't consider. I'll just tell you a little bit of a personal story um, of my own. My daughter, she got accepted into college um, in New York, AMBA, and um, it's a very expensive school, over $50,000 a semester. And after grants and uh, scholarships, there was still over $13,000 that needed to be funded. Wow. So um, I applied for a parent plus student loan, but my credit score was so low, I couldn't get approved. Now, she was, she was still able to go to college, but we had to pay out of pocket, and it was a significant amount of money, almost $2,000 a month that we were Ooh. paying on top of, you know, managing our household because it was a huge opportunity, you know, for her. I didn't want my situation <laughs> to be the reason that she couldn't go, but that second semester when we didn't get that same funding mm -hmm. and um, our portion went up to 28000 Mm. And now our monthly payment would have been almost $4,000 a month. We couldn't do it anymore. Had I had a stronger credit score, mm -hmm. I would have had something to leverage. I would have been able to take advantage of that opportunity, even um, avoid having to pay the monthly payments we were paying when she was there. So when you talk about things like that, when you may not necessarily think about your credit affecting your child's ability to go into a college, um, your credit affecting your ability to open up utilities, or get a, a car insurance. It's just so many areas that um, are relying on that credit score now that you know it's it's it affects too much to be taken lightly. Well, you know, and, and I'm sure Ms. Spikes will comment on this as well. You know, I, I think that it's normal for people to not understand that things have changed now in the last five years, especially where in fact credit ratings, um, uh, background checks, including credit, credit ratings, are really now a big part of our everyday lives. Mm -hmm. Now, yes. I'm sure Ms. Spikes, that's one of the reasons why you, you want to get involved to say, hey, listen, I want to try to spread the good news as well. Yes, that's one of the reasons. And even piggyback off of her with the school situation, um, there she we just actually posted on Facebook on how you can get, like, student loan debt removed from your credit report, negative. And some people feel like, oh, it can't be moved, and we were discussing the seven-year rule, but um, Chanel had also informed everyone that, it can go off your report, and I like to comment that she also posted there when she made that comment on Facebook about you show her a law that it doesn't have to be, it has to be there for seven years, um, and that stood out to a lot of people. We end up getting a lot of likes for that one. So. Well, speaking of a lot of likes, guys, as I always tell you, please share the broadcast on your friend's timeline, share it on your timeline, mm -hmm. uh, share it on everybody's timeline, even folks that you don't like, share it on your <laughs> Especially everybody We more than happy to do that. And again, we'll we'll follow up with uh, with all of you and your comments uh, here on Facebook Live. We appreciate everybody that uh, does the sharing and those types of things as well. Um, again, we talk about the importance of credit. How about home buying? I mean, that's that's the one that people I think are most concerned with. You know, what will happen to me when I go out to buy a house if my credit score is is as we like to say jacked up? Well, you you definitely going to get a high interest rate. And so, you know, when you when you compare um, a bad credit uh, rating to a good one, you're going to probably pay for that house uh, twice, you know, versus uh, uh, paying for it uh, one time when you have excellent credit. And um, actually, um, buying a home is one of the biggest reasons why people call us. Um, when we ask them why they're looking to increase their score, it's always because they want to buy a home. And so um, 
is definitely important to, 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 to get that score up. Now, you have people that you can actually get approved for a 580, but if you're going to get a 580, you best believe you're going to be paying double for that house wow. because that interest rate is going to be uh, uh, high, as they say. So that's good. Well, I tell you guys, again, if you want more information, uh, uh, we're going to have them give you a website where they can find out more information about about uh, uh, right on the money. Do I have that name right? I want to make Absolutely. Sure Absolutely. Oh, there we go. There right. we go. All right. Right. Dot co. Dot co. All right. We'll go ahead and give it to everybody one more time and also a phone number and email where they can contact you as well. Okay, right on the money dot co and um phone number four zero four four two nine four two nine four nine five two. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yep, I mean you know when you got those numbers, you got a lot of numbers rolling in the head, you go, okay, now what was When your person? wife don't know your phone number. Uh oh. Well, right, that's right. a different we, show. There, oh, uh, that's a whole different show that we don't want to you know, mess with that tonight. You know, we, 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 that's going to leave, leave that alone. I'm going to leave that alone. Well, listen, guys, you listen to the Real Talk Sports Show <laughs> as we broadcast to you right here on uh, the Real Talk Sports Network. We're also broadcasting to you on uh, the Block Talk Radio Network as well. We're also on Facebook Live, so you can find us on all of those different. Uh, situation so we're going to do this guys we're going to take a little time out we're going to take a break and now we're going to get a little sports talk so we're going to do some revolving chairs here but uh, stay tuned keep it locked right here as you're listening to uh the real talk sports show we broadcast to you right here on the real talk sports network and on Lock talk radio and on facebook live keep it locked right here we'll be back attention promoters event organizers and committees if you're looking for a place to have your next big event, you must check out the C-Room Multiplex. The C-Room Multiplex cordially invites you to book your next artist or to host your next big event at the C-Room. Specializing in the following areas, CD release parties, showcases, fashion shows, movie premieres, birthday celebrations, wedding receptions, banquets, pastor's anniversaries, special events, and more. At the C-Room Multiplex, we also offer catering and decorating packages. For more information, call us 678-823-5124. That's 678-823-5124. Or visit us on the web at croomatlanta.com. That's c-roomatlanta.com. The C-Room is Atlanta's premier Christian entertainment venue. The C-Room, 4013A Jonesboro Road, Forest Park, Georgia. Mention this ad for special pricing. This is Minister Jonathan Simmons, host of the Real Talk Sports Show. Do you like the positive sports stories you've been hearing? Well, partner with us to help keep the good news of sports on the air. We have great audio, video, and internet advertising packages available to promote any size business or event. Contact me directly at 678-410-9833 or send me an email, sales at realtalksports.net. We'd love to partner with you to keep the good news of sports on the air. All right, everybody, we are back here. You're listening to the Real Talk Sports Show as we are broadcasting you right here on Atlanta's Incredible Radio and also on uh, Block Talk Radio and also on Facebook Live as well. well we're going to go to our first guest of the evening. This gentleman uh, is on 92.9 The Game. He also does something called – I always get this messed up as a tongue twist, so I think it's Tate's Take on Sports. He is the basketball aficionado for 92.9, <laughs> just coming back from the uh, Final Four Sean Tate's in the building. What's going on, brother? Man, Mr. Simmons, appreciate you for having me, man. It's uh, 
it's been a, a very eventful last couple of days. That's for sure. But it's, uh, it's definitely been a blessing, man, to be able to go out there, live the dream, see, be around, you know, the college basketball atmosphere. You don't get a ton of that here in Atlanta. You get a ton of it for football. Not nearly as much of it uh, in, in terms of basketball. So it was good to kind of be out there and be around just all people that love the same thing, man. Good old fashioned college basketball. Well, you you got a you got another young man. Speaking of basketball, he's a, you know he's he's a former basketball star, but now he's in the entertainment reporting business. I got Tall Boy in the booth here as well, so he's cracking up when I when I when he heard it was you. He's like, oh man, you got this smart <laughs> man man on here. So uh, <laughs> you feel some kind of worse. Yeah, man. Tell us a little bit about. We, we, we talking about some stuff, Minister Simmons. We talking about, and you got you talking about Tall Boy, man. You talking about something that go back over twenty years, man. And I'm not even that. Old yeah, that's family too, right so. there, man. <laughs> that go back. A we long go back. Time, we're from the same was, uh, city. I went to the same yeah. high school as his older brother. Wow, that's incredible. And that's my best friend, believe it or not. That's and right. he's in that the final. Back. Well, he went to Final Four weekend. <laughs> I was supposed to be there with him, but I didn't go this week. Well, Sean, tell us a little bit about that experience, man, because I, I'll be honest with you, the preacher was feeling some kind of way, a little jealous, because uh, I saw them pictures, all those, uh, everybody. You even got the the the, uh, the minority owner of the Hawks, Grant Hill, in the situation, now recently in the, in the uh, elected to the NBA Hall of Fame. Uh, just give me a little bit, uh, when you looked at those teams that got there, Villanova, of course, the Cinderella story with Loyola, Chicago, Michigan, and, uh, and Kansas as well. When you first got to the Final Four, who did you expect to come out of that fray as a champion, well, I mean it was a uh, it was a great experience overall. Just to be a part of just the atmosphere and all that goes into it. Talking about a team like Kansas, who has the reputation of being a blue blood program, and um, and you know a team like Villanova, who won a national championship just a couple of years ago, uh, so definitely have that pedigree following them as well. The Kansas resume kind of speaks for itself as one of the top five. Uh, basketball programs nationally in the country, but uh, even, a, a, you know, a Loyola Chicago who had more of the um, of the storyline with Sister Jean and whatnot um, and just looking to be that team to make a Final Four, uh, you know, we saw before with George Mason, we saw with Butler twice, we saw with VCU to be that next team up and everything that they accomplished, you know, was um, you know, was, was miraculous. And then, of course, last but not least, you know, the Michigan Wolverines, who has been to their, you know, that was their second Final Four over the course of five years. And, and it, as it looks like, you know, when you hear about the state of Michigan, when you think about the state of Michigan in, in March Madness, you instantly start thinking Michigan State and Tom Izzo, in which, you know, the, it seems like the torch has been passed a little bit because John Beeline has kind of taken over uh, from that standpoint so far. So, uh, just looking at everything all the way around, I mean, Villanova was obviously a little bit too strong for everyone else, and I think it, for the consensus, it appeared that they would be the ones that would be cutting down the nets, and that's what they did. But give credit to, you know, the Michigan Wolverines who got there. I mean, you had to fend off a team that was playing with house money in the Loyola, Chicago, which is not always easy. Uh, and then, you know, getting uh, getting handled by Villanova, in which they have no reason to hang their hats because – more likely anybody who was going to be playing Villanova on Monday night for the title game, that was going to happen too. Well, I tell you, brother, it did, uh, you know, again, it was, uh, it was really quite the display, and it really took me back to, you know, my, my teenage years. Actually, I was an adult. I ain't going to lie. I was an adult at <laughs> that time because I'm old. But anyway, um, <laughs> it took me back 30, almost 33 years ago where Villanova basically did the same thing. They put on a record-breaking shooting performance against a very Georgetown. powerful Georgetown team. 
And that's really the only reason they won because Georgetown came into that looking to be, you know, defending champion. They were beast. Patrick Ewing, one of the best defensive centers of all time. And uh, mm-hmm. I believe that Villanova shot, I think it was 77% from the floor at one point, including a guy that was right down, right up the road from me from our high school, Harold Jensen, uh, six-point, uh, six-man, came off the bench, hit several three-pointers in that game. But we saw the same thing, Villanova breaking every record there was for Final Four three-point attempts and, more importantly, uh, uh, three-pointers made and completion percentage. So it took that type of effort to knock off a very game uh, Michigan team. Tell us a little bit about the young man, I think, from Germany, and I always kind of mispronounce his name who played for Michigan. Uh, he kind of brought back the echoes of old school, uh, in the paint, sturdy, rugged, uh, dominant play. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that, uh, the play of that the Michigan center against uh, really a, just a red-hot Villanova team. Well, <clears throat> Mo Wagner is, is really good. Uh, goes by the name of Mo Wagner. It's really weird because his, his last name is spelled Wagner with a W, but it's pr- pronounced with a V, Wagner, um, which is a little weird, but uh, I mean, I like I like everything he brings to the game. You know, he brings toughness. The thing I like about him is that he has the toughness of a guy like a Steven Adams, you know, from the OKC Thunder, uh, a very, right. excuse me, just 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 very forward and very aggressive. You know what you're going to get out of out of each and every single night. Um, just a guy that you know brings his hard hat, his construction hat, and his lunch pail each and every single night. And, and is very accountable, and he doesn't care who you are. And that's what I mean in, in terms of uh, the comparison between he and Steven Adams. That It doesn't matter who you are. You can be who they think is the best player on the planet or the worst player on the planet. You're going to get the same thing out of him each and every single time. I mean, for a guy who's, you know, every bit of, you know, six foot nine, six foot ten, uh, soft hands, very agile, good uh, lateral movement, um, and good footwork, you know, and, and even a pretty good ball handler for a guy his size as well and can shoot from outside. So uh, I think this is more along the lines as we're kind of shifting now towards um, draft talk. I don't think nobody else, with the exception of a guy named Dante DiVincenzo from, who came off the bench and had 31 in the national championship game for Villanova, but leading up to that point, I don't think anybody in this whole Final Four um, uh, help their stock in the NBA draft any more than Mo Wagner did with his performances, especially against the one uh, against Loyola Chicago, where he's expected to be like a late first. I'm sorry, yeah, like a a very very late first rounder coming into the tournament. I think now he played himself probably just outside the lottery, anywhere between 15 and 20. And in my personal opinion, is probably a better fit than a guy who's an international player, but nobody knows what he can do. You've only seen six minutes of YouTube on him, um, and, and that's uh, Luka Doncic, who's expected to go in the lottery more than more than likely in the top five. So I just like Mo Wagner because you see what you know he's like up against American competition. You know what he's like as far as game speed uh, and and just everything about him. He has a very very good heart, man. Very big heart, and he plays with a lot of passion. You gotta love that. I tell you, man, it really was uh, really great to watch him because he really gave one of those type of virtual performances. If you've seen the Final Four, uh, same thing with DiVincenzo. I mean, that guy. I mean, who, who would have thought that you'd have a guy come off the the sixth, come off the uh, the 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 sixth six man coming off the bench, put in 31 points, and have such a big performance? But you know, again, we we've seen this in the Final Four where one player gets hot, takes over. You know, again, I'm older, going back in the late 70s, early 80s. Remember. Uh, Jack Goose Givens for Kentucky putting up 42 mm-hmm. in the uh, championship game as Kentucky won one year. So these kind of things will happen, man. Um, we saw Bill Walton, again, going back even further, 
uh, put up a dominant performance. I think he was 22 of 24 from the floor shooting, which I don't think anybody has uh, topped that yet against a very uh, strong Memphis State squad, you know, back in the 70s. So at the end of the day, man, we, we've seen these types of performances. But hats off to Villanova. They just shot the lights out of the ball. There's really not much you can do about that. You know, Corey is uh, sitting over here kind of chilling here, but he's got, a, he's got some great stories uh, as well, some stuff that, uh, that uh, he shared on his page. And like I said, man, I know it's just an exciting time for you. And so really what's next now? They're just really getting ready for the draft and kind of putting some the famous prognostications out there about who's going to draft who? Yeah, uh, pretty much. You know, we're going to start working on this uh, Taste Take website, um, trying to build that, get that off the ground, not trying to put too much pressure on making sure that it just gets done. You know, sometimes I learn in life it ain't always about finishing first. Sometimes it's just about finishing. Um, so just putting some little bits and pieces, taking some baby steps towards building that, of course, getting a little bit closer and closer, adding little implement, uh, little pieces to a future college basketball magazine that will be coming out next fall. Uh, Hidden Hardwood is a podcast that's going to be coming out uh, at the first week of um, at the first week of May. It'll last all the way until the end of June, which is basically a podcast built around. NBA free agency, which we're obviously going to get into uh, the 2018 NBA draft, first round, second round, sleepers, uh, you know, guys, lotto, I mean, any and everything that you can think of in terms of the NBA draft. Um, and then go out to Brooklyn for that at the end of June. Turn around and get ready for the summer league, NBA summer league in July, man, and, and, and kind of put a bow on that thing until the basketball season pops back open again. So that's just kind of what's on the uh, what's on the uh, on the itinerary for the next couple months. I'm gonna let your boy Corey join here, chime in for a second. I mean, did, did, did you did you two guys really, man? When you guys were growing up. Young Cassie, mm-hmm. do you think that you guys will find yourself here in Atlanta and uh, making some waves during this whole media business? Uh, for me, I'm from Atlanta, but I, my dad lived up in uh, Michigan at the time, mm-hmm. so uh, I really didn't have any direction that I was going to go in outside of if you lived in Lansing and you could play sports, you better be playing sports or you were going to be talked about. So, And, and uh, Sean can, uh, can attest to that. So uh, for me, I had no other choice especially coming from Everett High School, home of Magic Johnson, um, you know, you have you had to come with your A game or else you are a scrub and none of the girls are going to like you. So, <laughs> see, see, you know, folks, this is what I like about why we call ourselves Real Talk Sports. I wanted to get right to the, to the fact. It's really the playing ball, same thing as like Pleasant Frat. It's really all about the ladies. I'm going to start with you. <laughs> come on yeah. So, I mean, getting the opportunity to, you know, go to Cal State Fullerton and then eventually going graduating from the University of New Orleans, you know, I really – I was a communications major, but I really wanted to work for Bell South. I didn't really want to get into, um, um, you know, what I'm into now. I didn't even dream of that until my agent just didn't believe in what I was doing and didn't know my story as right. building a brand from ground up. And that's literally where I've gone. Sean and I have had many of conversations about building brands and, you know, like he just said earlier, it's not, um, the, the race is not to the swift is the one that can endure. So I'm watching him build his brand and I'm proud of him because it's not a lot of people out of Lansing, Michigan that are doing what he's doing and what I'm doing. There's very few we can count on one hand who's actually, you know, successful. So, to be in this market, the number nine market in the Atlanta, I mean, in the United States, you know, doing this, you know, and then to see Sean, you know, every time you look up, he's always making a move from a, you know, some collegiate um, icon 
iconic figure that we grew up watching or um, uh, respecting along our day. Now, when he gets the interview with Dick Vitale, then I can say he's on my level. But right now, he's still um, the okay. pupil and not, uh, oh, <laughs> and not the man. Now? Let's take a shot now. Is that it? Okay. All right. Well, Deshaun, man, listen, as always, man, I, I appreciate you taking time out uh, to join us. And we're going to get you back on again real soon. I'm taking first dibs already. Okay. Just to let <laughs> hey, you know, anything bro. for you. Hey, anything for you. Now, let me tell you this real quick. Uh, uh, you better believe I'm about to be standing up all night long doing my homework, trying to do any and everything I can to be able to get Dick Vitale on the podcast coming up sometime tomorrow. But that just goes to show how, how close we are, uh, 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 Minister Simmons, that, hey, he called me Sean, man. Anybody you ever in your life here call me Sean, man. I mean, we go back a very long way. So appreciate you for having me on your show, man. Thank you very much. And see, I'll catch up with you in a few, boy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, listen, real quick, before you go, one more time, get people the website and social media where they can follow you because you got some great content going on, bro. Oh, yes, indeed. At Takes Take Sports, that's on Instagram as well as um, as well as well on Twitter. I like to do a lot of, you know, tweeting, a lot of college basketball, pro basketball, high school basketball, you name it, G League, all across the court, at Takes Take Sports, C-A-T-E-S-T-A-K-E Sports, as always. You can't spell sports, man. I can't help you with that. So at Tate's Big Sports, where you can find it all day, every day, 24 now. <laughs> there you go. Listen to Sean Tate and Bill. Listen, we appreciate you and look forward again to having you back on again with us real soon. Per usual. Blessings. Thanks. All right. That's Sean Tate in the building. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to bring on a guy who is, uh, if you want to know about the Falcons, you need to listen to this man. But it, if you want to really hear this, man, you've got to keep it locked right here on the Real Talk Sports Network. We're broadcasting on Facebook Live and on Block Talk Radio. We'll be back in just a moment. Do you do hair, makeup, nails, or DJ as a hobby? The expenses you acquired and the money you made can be claimed in your tax return. Have a qualified child? You can get up to $4,373 or more. Call Raul Tax Services at 678-561-0774. We will give you a $25 gift card for any referrals that become a client. Your name also will be placed in the drawing to win a $100 gift card at the end of the tax season for your referrals. Call now, Raul Tax Service at 678-561-0774. We help more people get returns on their returns. Everybody, we're back here. You're listening to the Real Talk Sports Show. Hey, man, man, sit down. Simmons back in the building here. And uh, we're going to shift gears here after talking a little basketball. We're going to talk some football now. And you know uh, here in the South, football, football, football is what rules the roost. This gentleman that we're about to bring on, he is the embedded beat writer for the Atlanta Falcons for the AJC.com. He has won multiple awards. And right now, every time you see him, he's now in the sharing the gift mode. I've seen him with students from uh, the University of Georgia and many other young people as he now imparts the gift that God gave him to the next generation. We talk about the one and only D-Led, D-Orlando Ledbetter. Welcome back to the show, brother. Hey, thank you, Reverend Simmons. Thanks for having me back on the show. Appreciate it. 
Man, as always, it is a great pleasure to uh, to have you with us, man. Um, well, of course, you know, things continue to buzz here in the offseason. Uh, everybody talking about two things, what the Falcons will do in the draft, and, of course, when they're going to sign number two. What have you been hearing along on the wires? First of all, the Matt Ryan contract, kind of what's the status of that right now? Uh, it's uh, You know, they're close. They're negotiating. The conversations are uh, fine. There's no real rush for it. You know, uh, he doesn't want to go into the season with that, uh, you know, still up in the air. So, you know, uh, looks like a training camp deal. Just like last time, you know, right before training camp starts, they get all the money together and finalize the uh, details. The market's set, and, uh, you know, they are ready to, to to get that done. I don't think it's uh, time is not uh, of the essence, so it'll go on for a little while longer. Well, it's interesting. Uh, you take a look here, and um, you're looking at the draft board. There's been all kind of, obviously, rumblings around here. They're bouncing around. Most of it's been centered on defensive tackle. It looks like uh, today or yesterday they brought in Deron Payne. Uh, what do you think, Payne versus Vita Vey? Uh, where do you think the Falcons might be leaning and why? Yeah, they can't get either one of those guys, uh, Reverend Simmons. They'd have to trade up. They couldn't sit at 26 and get either one of those guys. But they're doing their due diligence and, and you know, trying to decide if it's worth it to go up and get one of those guys. Uh, you know, they certainly have a history of trading up. And for either one of those guys that could trade up, having Brian here from Florida, they could sit at 26 and get him. Uh, the guys that they're bringing in, they never really draft them. They're more for information uh, purposes and, uh, you know, guys that are on their list to, you know, gather information from that they might use later on if they see them as opponents. So uh, you go back and look at their 30 visits, uh, you know, that, that there's nobody on the list that they've drafted in recent years that I can uh, recall. Uh, you know, they've looked at Rashard Evans already, linebacker from Alabama. Uh, you know, he's one of them. Nick Chubb, they, you know, they need run, they don't need running backs. Uh, Leighton Vander East from Boise State, they do need a linebacker. And uh, Deron Payne was the latest here today. Well, what do you think about the idea of maybe in one of the later rounds of them going local? I uh, hear that they're also looking at, uh, got, of course, they're not brothers, but uh, Lawrence and Lance Austin out of Georgia Tech. I watched those guys over the last two years. Uh, you know, certainly uh, Lance Austin has shown some ability to be a a guy that is very, very crafty around the ball, made some big plays for Tech you know, over his last two years especially. So you think that in late rounds that those might be an option for them a defensive back? Uh, yeah, they. I don't think they'll be drafted, but you can certainly sign them as a, a undrafted uh, rookie free agent. I think um, Lawrence is uh, more interesting as a nickelback. And, uh, you know, okay. he's certainly uh, – can cover, he can twist, he's little, he's fast, he hits. Uh, you know, he's got a shot to make it in the league at nickelback like a lot of the other uh, recent Georgia Tech guys have made it. So, uh, uh, and Lance, of course, has made big plays. All he does is make plays for Georgia Tech. Is, yes, sir. Uh, you know, they just want to get their chance. They're not draft pick guys. Uh, but you never know. It was like over 100 kids that didn't go to the combine last year that ended up getting drafted. Well, that's a big number. I didn't know it was that many, man. A hundred kids, that's a lot. And like I said, Georgia Tech, I, I saw Lance Austin. He's the type of guy that Dan Quinn likes, a guy that's got a nose for the ball. Quinn is, Quinn is very, very big, as uh, the ball, 
He talks about that all the time. Well, here's another guy that, uh, that, that certainly the Falcons are looking at, another Georgia guy, Isaiah Wynn. Do you think he might be around when the Falcons draft 26? Or certainly I think he's fitting very nicely at the guard position here in the black and red. Yeah, no question about it. And they like him. They were all over him at the uh, at the Singer Bow and the Combine, and we went to both of those uh, deals. Uh, you know, they normally don't draft the guard that high, but if he's a good plug-and-play starter, then you go ahead and pull the trigger. So they've got to weigh that need along with their need for a defensive tackle. You know, do they trade up and go get a tackle, or do they, you know, sit tight and draft one later and take win? At 26, or do you have to go up and get in front of New England to, to get win? Because they, uh, they just came up in front of you this week in that Brandon Cooks trade. So you don't want to uh, be caught sleeping and uh, miss out on your guy. So Isaiah Wynn to the Falcons is definitely in play, you know, up to, depending on how the quarterbacks rearrange the draft board. Now speaking of quarterback, you know, this comes up every week. And uh, I'm sure that Mr. Football, when he comes on in the final hour, is going to talk about this. Um, Miles is on vacation, thankfully delayed, but I'll have to ask the question for him. Uh, if, in fact, All righty. <laughs> if, in fact, uh, in around, say, third round or lower, if a young man out of Louisville was still on the board, do you think the Falcons would take a flyer on – the young quarterback out of Louisville? Uh, Third round or later? Uh, well, the word, yeah, the word, you know, he's doing so good now, post-combine and everything, that his stock has gone really up to where, you know, um, the the first round is a reality for him. So, uh, but is. if he slipped to the third, it would it would be uh, utterly amazing. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't take a long time for him to pull that one off the board even though they don't really need a quarterback right now. No, of course not. Because Again, you got to you know, change and I, and the I, whole I, offense to fit him. Well, you know, it's interesting because I kind of thought about that a little bit, and, and you'd have to change it some, but if, in fact, um, they kept any of Shanahan's offense, he could actually play that, you know, because Shanahan was big on those, those uh, boot rolls and, and those long stretch handoffs, and certainly Lamar Jackson knows all about those. So I think it would be – the Falcons certainly would be in a quandary if all of a sudden uh, Mr. Jackson was still hanging around in the third round. So uh, uh, we shall see. It should be definitely very, very, very interesting. Um, as far as some of the, the signings that we've seen here, I think they've signed a tight end and a guard. Uh, tell us a little bit about these two guys because, uh, you know, you're talking about the guard out of, uh, I guess, San Francisco, and they let go of Levine Tololo to bring in another tight end. So those are not necessarily sexy picks, but do you think that these, these guys are going to make some impact with the Falcons as far as offensively next year? Well, yeah, uh, Logan Paulson's a tight end, and he's 264 pounds. And, you know, in the outside zone scheme, you got to have the tight end blocking on that outside linebacker. So, uh, you know, they weren't pleased with that part of Tololo's game, so they let him go. And uh, they're asking Hooper to step up his game. Uh, the uh, uh, the other pick, Brandon Fuse, I'm a little bit more concerned about that one because two teams have let him go in the last two years. So, he was an right. undrafted guy, a slippery state, slippery rock. Uh, Minnesota kind of quit on him and cut him uh, two years into a five-year contract. And, uh, you know, his grades were up and down throughout his career at right guard. So uh, he could be a mauler that they think can pass protect, but my, my uh, scouts out of the NFC North say he can't pass protect. So 
Uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. He's supposed to be a better run block blocker than pass protector, and uh, you know that's the scout report on him. But that still may be an upgrade from Schweitzer. That's why Win is still in play because uh, uh, you know this guy might be okay, but I mean he's not great. And then Levitre is coming back from a bicep injury, and he uh, you know uh, he's in the last year's contract. He's getting up there. And uh, you know Alex Mack is thirty-two too, so you know you gotta they gotta do a better job of developing interior linemen, so they don't have to go out and spend them a lot of money on them. But uh, you know uh, it's hard given what the, how the teams are playing in college ball right now. Yeah, it's interesting because you talk about the scheme, and it's obviously about the scheme, the scheme, and the scheme. And some of these guys, you you hope they'd be plug-and-play guys, or at least be able to give you some stuff in in their second year, but. You know, right now, and it's amazing that we're still talking about the Falcons' offensive line some, you know, four or five years later. It still seems to be this driving issue. Outside of Alex Mack, of course, who's been, you know, that's probably one of their best free agent signings outside of John Abraham I've seen in the last 10 years. So, um, you know, hopefully they can get that, uh, can get that <laughs> squared away, man. Like I said, it seems like we're, we're always the same. No matter how well the Falcons run the ball, it seems like when they absolutely have to get one or two yards, they can't seem to do it. No, and that's a, that's a makeup of having a cut blocking line. Uh, you know, if you jump up and throw eight, nine people in them lanes, you know, you can't really get them out. You can't power them out of the way. So, you know, look for them to get a fullback here to help with that. Uh, you know, and with far as the line, they've messed it up drafting it. Uh, you know, the numbers before 15 were pretty bad on 19 defensive and offensive linemen's picks. You know, none of them went, went to the Pro Bowl, and a lot of them were out of the league. You know, Mike Johnson. Well, Joe Holly stuck around for a while. Uh, yeah, Baker was fine. I'm I'm talking about guys that never played much. Lamar Holmes, Peter Collins, you know, guys that are out of the league. You know, Leak Baker gave you something when he was healthy. Uh, but, That's you true. know, that was every other year. So, uh, I don't put him in that group. But, uh but uh, the other linemen along the way have the Garrett Reynolds. You know, it's just the whole list of them. I mean, people can go look at the draft and see how bad they've drafted linemen. I think a guy that everybody is anticipating uh, an uptick in his performance, certainly uh, Sean Harlow, who drafted in the fourth round last year, I don't think really gave them anywhere near what they thought. I thought they, they, when they picked him that he might be able to, you know, get some reps. But uh, I don't remember seeing him on the field except he may be in some – late, late action of games, if at all. So, uh, you know, when you put a fourth round out there, you'd hope they'd be able to get something from him. So what do you think about trying to get him up? Is it a weight issue? Is it a feet issue? Kind of what were you seeing uh, when you were at camp last year taking a look at him? Yeah, and that practice, Sean, uh, was a guy that just are developing. They were switching him from ta- from college tackle to, you know, guard in the NFL. He didn't play a snap last year, uh, Reverend John. He um, – he was, yeah, I think you know, I think I remember was, seeing him. Uh, I thought maybe garbage time. No, nah, he was inactive all 16 sweatsuits the whole time. And so wow. I asked Coach Dan about him this offseason, and he said, well, he doesn't know because, you know, there's no contact, you know, and he doesn't know if the guy's going right. to be able to help him or not because, you know, there's no contact. They don't practice. You know, the only football they're going to see is, uh, you know, them three exhibition games and a little bit of hitting there allowed in the off season, and that just makes it really, really hard to evaluate linemen. So he doesn't know right now. Uh, I don't, you know, so, I, you know, I got that straight from him. So 
Uh, we'll see if Harlow can turn into a player here over the uh, exhibition season. Of course, his dad was a linebacker out of USC, uh, drafted pretty high by New England. So he's got some football in his blood. Got some pedigree. Well, look, uh, speaking of pedigree, uh, you have one of the best uh, blocks out there as far as Falcons talk. So before we let you go, uh, please let people know about how they can find out more about you, about the blog, you know, the usual stuff. Follow you on social media, website, all that good stuff. Well, yeah, we certainly certainly appreciate it. You know, we tweet everything out at the Orlando AJC, and we, uh, you know, find to find the Falcons coverage on Facebook at Atlanta Falcons News Now. And uh, the cover nine at nine comes out on Wednesdays at nine every Wednesday. Uh, the podcast, the Bowtie Chronicles, at eight o'clock one time during the week during the off season. Here we'll certainly have two during the season. And we got the on the path to the draft. We started that, and we got the mock draft coming out tomorrow at noon. So uh, we'll have our thoughts on what the Falcons should do in the draft uh, for you every week leading up to the draft here. Well, I tell you guys, this this guy is a bad man here. D. Orlando Ledbetter, embedded a beat writer for the Atlanta Falcons. You know, D. Led, I'm a, I'm going to recruit you, bro, down the road. Just so you know, I'm, I'm putting out to you. One of, one of my things that has really bothered me, and I try not to really get into too much politics on this show, but uh, the things that are going on with the HBCUs, I think that before this year ends, I really want to have a panel with 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 with, with some of the guys like yourself other guys that the African-American sports writers have been in the game for a while to talk about maybe some of the things that we can do to try to address um, some of these ills. Because, you know, like I go to a school like Morehouse, they used to be legendary for the track and field competition they have. And I, my, my understanding was that when Edwin Moses last visited and took a look at the, 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 the field that's named after him, the guy was almost, you know, moved to tears when he saw the condition of it. And, of course, you know what's going on with Howard University as well. So uh, I'm just I'm just telling you I'm, I'm giving you that that warning I'm gonna be calling you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I really think it's something that we should discuss. To, yeah, our problem isn't a money or facility one at Howard, but uh, more uh, operational. But I'll be up there this week. I gotta go um, check in on the uh, daughter, and uh, I'll also uh, be stopping by to see the athletic director and the president. So uh, I'll be more than happy to help you out on that. Please, sir. Like I said again, I think that uh, it is high time that we, you know, we kind of take charge of the situation. I think there's a lot of guys like yourself that that know it doesn't take a lot to get uh, a little can get a lot done if people kind of just put no their heads together and do the right Sometimes thing. So it's just a matter of asking and uh, you know working your own resources. You're right, brother. Listen, we appreciate you so much. D. Orlando Ledbetter, AJC embedded beat writer for Atlanta Falcons, award winner. Nine on nine, best blog around. d thank you so much, brother. All right, thank you, Reverend Johnson. Take care and have a great evening. God bless. All right, guys, that's, uh, that's D. Orlando Ledbetter, one of the best guys around as far as covering the Falcons and talking football. As we're going to talking football, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back in uh, to talk a little football. And uh, we're going to go some extended time here because we also want to do some entertainment talk, red carpet talk, with the man himself, tall boy, but – you better keep it locked right here because it's about to get hot in here as we talk some football with the one and only. So you got to tune back in to find out who that is. We'll be back.
Lawrence Taylor, New York Giants, and you're with Real Talk Sports. All right, guys, we're back here. Uh, you're listening to the Real Talk Sports Show as we broadcast here on the Real Talk Sports Network on blogtalkradio.com and on Facebook Live. And uh, I wanted to give you some music there, uh, Urban Tough, because it's about to get uh, tough here. Uh, this gentleman here knows more about football than any man I know. He does a great sports show every Saturday morning, 8.30 to 10 a.m. on WIGO 1570 called 100 Yards of Football. The guy that got me started in this business the man himself, Vincent Turner, is back in the building. What's going on, brother? Hey, Jonathan. How you doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic, kind sir. How about yourself? Hey, I can't complain, my man. Well, Vince, a lot of stuff has been going on. I know that you are extremely excited because, uh, you know, football is back. The draft is here. And, you know, after that, it's, 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 it's everything is on and popping. High school football starts practice, college football Spring games are all happening in the next couple of weeks, so I know you've got to be revved up and ready to go. It's the best time of the year, man. It's like a can. It's like a kid getting candy every day of the day. I know that's right. Well, speaking of getting candy, uh, it looks like the L.A. Rams have gotten a lot of candy in the last couple of weeks. Les Snead, a guy that was here with the Falcons for a long time, uh, connected us with Thomas Dimitrov. Looks like he is stocking up over there in L.A. How good does that team look with some of the recent acquisitions they've gotten, uh, Sue and some other people they put in over at that team? Well, I mean, if you look over all their squad uh, and what they did last year with the team they had, I would say right now they're probably maybe one or two in the NFC based on the acquisitions they've had in the offseason. Uh, they got two Pro Bowl quarterbacks now and uh, Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters. Uh, you picked up a pretty good receiver in uh, K. I mean, Brandon Cooks. Uh, so, uh, you're looking from an offensive standpoint, you got Cooks. Now, you still got Todd Gurley, and you got a very improving Jared Goff. And it looks like the Rams are still not through because there's rumors they try to get, they're trying to get Odell Beckham Jr. also. Well, I tell you, man, it, it, just, it just amazed me how this team, uh, you know, really. Uh, you know, last year, obviously, best offense in the league, uh, went to the playoffs, Falcons took, and now, like I say again, it just seems like they are really stocking up, uh, especially defensively when you look at Sue, you look at Aqib Tlaib. I mean, they just, I mean, they look like they're getting fat there, sir. Well, that's L.A., man. I mean, L.A. is about champions. So if you look at the history of L.A., the Lakers, the Kings, even the Rams back in the day had a couple of Super Bowl teams. So, I mean, hey. Uh, you talking about a city that's is a city of champions, man. And uh, I think that uh, the league certainly is uh, happy because uh, they're in a situation, man, where they're building that big stadium, and they have to they have to find a way to draw people. Because, you know, Mr. Johnson, you know, it's it's no good to have a product if nobody's interested, right? Absolutely. I mean, uh, so uh, I talked to some people went out there, uh, even during the regular season that first year when the Falcons went out, and they said, man, you know, L.A. Coliseum, they're looking. <laughs> Looking a little empty because that's a big stadium, though. Big stadium. So it looks like the league is uh, happy. A lot of moves being made there by the Rams to get, uh, you know, get stocked up. Now, in your opinion, from what you've seen so far, as far as teams making moves outside of the Rams, who would you say is is right up there as far as uh, rebuilding their team and really putting some nice pieces together? Um, well, I think you got a more or less um, 
you got to look at the team up north. Um, the team that's had the greatest running back from St. Simons Allen by way of Syracuse University, the legendary Jim Brown and the Cleveland Browns. I love what they did in the offseason. They get Jarvis Landry, Pro Bowl receiver for Miami. They're like they got the quarterback position kind of locked up for one year in Tyrod Taylor. They get Carlos Hyde. That's going to be a dangerous team. Then you're looking at they still on number one and number four picks in the first round. And I think they got like 12 other picks. That's a football team that's going to be very good under Hugh Jackson. Guaranteed. And they also in the running for Odell Beckham Jr. Now think about this. You get Jarvis Landry. You bring Odell Beckham Jr. And if they could keep my man Josh Gordon, get him back off the sauce. Get him back when 2013 when he had almost 1,900 yards receiving and 16 touchdowns. Then you're looking on the defensive side with Miles Garrett, and you got an opportunity to draft Bradley Chubb. Hey, man, we talking about Jim Brown, Leroy Kelly, Kevin Mack, Bernie Kozar. We talking about the Browns of the past coming to the future. Well, no question, man. You look at it, and it's all about how well they draft. I mean, you know, like you said, they're stockpiled, uh, and it's really, really critical. Now, here's the question. At one and four, are you going to go – uh, offense, defense, like you said, split it up, maybe get the quarterback at one and get Chubb at four? Or would you take a dare and maybe go with uh, taking a running back at one, the young man out of Penn State, and then picking up one of the other quarterbacks at number four? Well, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I was the GM, John Dorsey. What I would do, I hold on to the the one, the first and four picks, and I take the highest bidder. It's a very good draft for the first three rounds. It's all about getting players, man, and acquiring picks. Yep. I would trade out both picks and pick me up a couple of extra first-round picks. Since I went into wow. the agency, I got I got me a quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, who got Buffalo in the playoffs. You get a running back, man, Carlos Hyde, who doesn't have a lot of mileage on him. You got the receiving position. Look like it's locked up with Jarvis Landry. If Josh Gordon comes back, as to Josh Gordon, we knew back in 2013, then you're looking at getting some players, man. It's a lot of good players in that first round, brother, especially at the end of the first round that you could pick up. Lamar Jackson's still going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. Sendarius Geis going to still be there. Uh, Deron Payne going to still be there. Um, my other brother, Rockhorn Smith is falling. You see what I'm saying? Rockhorn Smith is falling right now. Line back out of Georgia. It's a lot of good yep. players in this draft, sir. Well, I tell you, it's going to be critical that uh, the hometown Falcons uh, do right on the draft because, uh, you know, like you mentioned, it's a deep draft. They can miss anybody here on this one. And uh, so uh, it's, it's really going to be very interesting, man. I know you're excited. Speaking about being excited, uh, I know you're excited that it's in, uh, I believe it's in Jerry World this year, isn't it? Yes, sir. It's at the AT&T Stadium. Couldn't be in a better spot, man. Five world championships, the greatest owner in pro football, the greatest players that ever played there. I know you sound like your co-host is kind of cringing there, but that's right, baby. It's Cowboy Nation, and you couldn't have a better no. draft there. <laughs> no, you got, it. you got it wrong, sir. I got some good news for you. We have a, we have a new sponsor that's joined us uh, right on the money, and, you know, Mr. Johnson – he just he just he just swole up bold. He walked in with a Dallas Cowboy hat on and sat down oh, next okay. to me. And said, well, I, I, 
Yeah, so he's he's like, yeah, man, that's how we do it. <laughs> so uh, and, oh, and okay, I, I well, know he's he, football. Okay, I, well, I know you, you know can't reveal your information yet, but I heard a rumor that but, you might be going to Dallas. Um, no, that's been kind of that's been canceled uh, because of other uh, obligations I'm doing right. <laughs> yeah, because of other obligations I'm doing right now, and and you know the obligations we talked to we talked about today, which is going real yes, well sir, you for me. Which is going? Now, Listen, I won't be able to make a. Like I said, bro, I'm excited about the stuff that you're doing, uh, and obviously you've been an anchor with WIG over the years on that Saturday morning spot, one of the best. <laughs> sports shows that's out there. And so uh, we want people, man, to really kind of check you out and follow you because now I, I see that you guys have ramped up your social media as well. So tell people, you know, website or Facebook, social media, how they can contact you, man. And then, of course, you know, uh, Showtime as well. Well, uh, I'd like to say you can, con- you can listen to us every Saturday morning on 1570 WIGO, 100 Yards of Football, It'd be me and my cohort, uh, Mr. Barry Brown, who's the author of the student-athlete playbook. And then if you want to follow us in a little more depth, you can follow us on Wednesdays. Uh, well, actually, Thursday we have videos that are going to be posted up from us covering the draft this year that we've been doing for the past month. Much thanks, much love, much blessings and prayers to the people of the Atlanta Voice and the owner, Mrs. Janice Ware, uh, Tetez Crawford, Don uh, Montgomery, for bringing us on over there. I couldn't be more proud and more thankful and more happy that they people believe in me. And also, too, I'd like to say, uh, and I want to shout shout out to my people in 901 Memphis, Tennessee. Much love to Chester Nadez Turner, to my people, the nation of Arkansas, Pig Suey, Nolan Richardson, 1982 class, and to Mr. Johnson, Cowboy Nation, baby, silver and blue. You don't know nothing about that, Johnson. Bob Hayes, <laughs> Cornell Green, Mel Renfro, Don Perkins, Harvey Martin, Ed Jones. You got a great show, sir. Thank you for allowing me to you. be a part of it. Hey, man, I appreciate you taking time on your schedule. I know you got a lot of things going on right now. So uh, the fact that you take time and join us, man, we appreciate it. Like I tell people all the time, when people say, well, how did you get involved in this whole sports business? I said, well, one day when my mom was still alive, almost 10 years ago, I was driving to Kroger, and I tuned in to my favorite <laughs> radio station, which is WIGO 1570, and I heard what appeared to be a sports show. I said, nah, they can't have a sports show on a gospel station. It must be a tape. Ball rolling, and I heard the familiar call that every caller hears. Phone lines open. Phone lines open. Telephone number 404 you can call in and we'll put you on the air. And so after two times of hearing that, little voice told me, you need to call in now. And I called in, and the rest is history. <laughs> so uh, we appreciate you, brother. I appreciate what you've done. appreciate your friendship over the years, keeping me sharp, pushing me to do better, pushing me to hone my craft. And it's good to see all the stuff that's going on with you, especially with the Atlanta Voice, since that is an African-American newspaper, a legendary newspaper group. And to see them now branching out, with all the crew over there, shouts out to Miss Dawn and all the other guys over there that are doing a great job now in that digital media. And the fact they got you on the forefront, uh, being their sports guy, man, uh, it's just it's a great honor, man, to uh, to hear that. Yes, and we sir. Look for great and, blessings and great things. And one other thing, if you see Atlanta Voice uh, out in the uh, area, pick one up and read it. It's some of the best reading that you can get about the Atlanta community. And, and again, I like to say much love and thanks to the owner, Mrs. Janice Ware. Amen. Listen, brother, we appreciate you again, guys. You can follow them anywhere on social media. It's real simple, at 100YardsFB. They are on Twitter. 
Uh, they are on Facebook and soon to come on Instagram. And, of course, you can follow Vincent himself, Best Mr. Football, on Twitter, and you will find him. And uh, pretty soon you'll also find him on Instagram as well. Uh, go to their Facebook page, 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio Show, and follow them there. They have almost 30,000 followers, and you guys can be a part of that. All right, Vince, man, as always, man, we appreciate you and look forward to having you back on again real soon. That's the main man. Uh, we call him the sports encyclopedia, Vincent W. Turner. Well, guys, we're going to go on some bonus time here because, as I told you, you want to talk a little entertainment. The guy sitting across from me, um, no, he's not a basketball player. He's not now. No, he's not an enforcer. He is one of the top reporters of not just red carpet events, but if you want to know what is going on anywhere, entertainment, technology, movies, and soon back in the sports field, they simply call him the tall boy because he brings you the tall boy experience. But brother, get on the mic. Well, it's good to have you on with us. Right? Man, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you. You are uh, a walking legend. You have uh, honed your craft. Listening how you guys started, I, I respect the fact that I'm Sitting across from you right now. Uh, Mr. Johnson, I'm about to get my wallet out now. Oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. I got to yeah, he paid me. I'm I waiting on that check. check <laughs> well, listen, man, uh, you know, just really you've been doing so many great things over the years. Um, and really, you know, people look at you and they automatically assume, okay, this guy's going to be doing some sports stuff, which you do. But uh, you, your thing is uh, really annually bringing us not just stuff off the red carpet, but really some insightful interviews. And really the biggest thing is, Mr. Johnson, this guy is – don't let him feel he's a tuck, he's a tech wonk. Okay. He's a, he's an overgrown techie. And every year, man, he goes out to the ultimate show for electronics, the consumer electronics show. Just tell us a little bit about your experience there, man, because you know you, you really you drop some some new inventions. Man, all of a sudden I look up and say, hey, what, what is this? And he's got some invented a few years later. You see next <laughs> to him, the guy got a patent, and you see it all over the place. So tell us what really got you involved in that whole CS CS experience. So I'm a big techie, and um, told you, <laughs> I'm a. I mean, I just love tech. I mean, I've had stuff before it even came out. I had to be the first one to get it. And one day I said, I wanted to go. How do you get in? And uh, we found a loophole. And um, I asked a couple of my friends uh, that were already there, uh, would they be willing to assist me? Next thing I know, um, I get off the plane. My first year, I literally um, got off the plane, went straight to the convention center, and one of my partners that was out of L.A., he's going on Samsung TV, and Russell Simmons was there. They bumped Russell Simmons for my friend. So quite naturally, Russell Simmons was like, hey, who's who's his name? <laughs> his name is Jamal Finkley from uh, Black Tree TV. Um, so they, so quite naturally, Russell Simmons was like, well, who is this guy? You know, I need to talk to him because you bumped me for right. this guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, can you tell Russell Simmons, can I get his number so I can do this interview? Russell gives me his cell phone number. I'm all excited because I can't believe I just got Russell Simmons' number. Keep in mind, I'm fresh off the plane. Right. And so we leave and we go over to the Monster booth. And when I get over to the Monster booth, which you see me wearing the rose gold headphones right now, courtesy of Monster. Um, Shameless plug, got to get in. <laughs> hey, hey, great relationships with Noel and the, and the whole team over there. Um, but uh, Exhibit was there, did a Longer than usual interview, did about a 10-minute interview, did not really know the whole process of two, three questions, get out of right. there. I'm talking to this man about all kind of stuff. And uh, my brother says, uh, look, I'm not going to be there tomorrow. Can I just need you to cover one event. And at the end of that event, I went back over to Monster, 
because he gave me some passes to the Alicia Keys concert, and I didn't know how they, how it was supposed to work. And the lady saw me from the marketing department from Monster and said, you know what, when you get here, I'll take care of you. Next thing I know, I'm interviewing everybody that was there that was somebody that was at that Monster party. And anyone that knows CES, it's all about the Monster party as far as the entertainment is concerned. And um, this year it was Joe Perry. Um, they've had uh, Alicia Keys, Joe Perry from Aerosmith. Um, they've had uh, just a lot. Their lineup, Monster's lineup is just uh, incredible. So from there, just building relationships. And, you know, I'm tall, um, good looking, and I know how to ask informative questions. And then quite naturally the products, you know, they, they speak for themselves. And um, I try to say, well, when I came back to Atlanta, everyone's all about the stuff that you know you can't buy. Well, what separated me was how can I introduce products that make sense for the 34 to 55 adult African-American audience? And these products that I see, it makes sense for your home, for your wife, or for your family, or for your husband, or whatever the case may be. And from there, just the relationships have grown. And now it's when, my, unfortunately, when my mom passed away three years ago, CES literally sent their condolences condolences to me while I was out there at CES while, you know, I'm going through that tough time. So uh, that really meant a lot. And like I said, just CES is my thing. (laughs) Well, no doubt, man. And, you know, speaking of entertainment, Mr. Johnson, he's being very humble. I want you to give people a quick list, a short list of some of the top entertainers that you've interviewed in your career. Come on, run it down, bro. Entertainers or influencers or celebrities or what? You you just, you know, some of those names are big. One of them begins with a K. Why don't you drop that out here so everybody knows. who. K who. You just say it. You know, there's some entertainers that really don't like to be interviewed, okay? Or, or when they do, they're Who are like, you talking about? You, you, it starts with a K? With a K? You, didn't, you, didn't you do a, a, a sidebar, Mr. Kanye West, sir? Didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, some people. Yeah, I forgot. I mean, I, you know, there's so many people. I mean, here's the thing. When I interview you, it's a, it's a conversation. And that's why I say it's the experience. What? You and I are having a conversation, and I want to have an experience with you. So when I see a celebrity, I don't get starstruck. You know, I just see you. I used to be a professional athlete. Kids used to chase me, and they wanted my autograph. So it's no different from them. And my thing is I'm here to tell a story. I'm here to get whatever I can get out of the story, that I'm, I'm my angle that I want. And then I want people to walk away learning something about you, no different from Mimi Foss when she had the shower rod incident. And instead of – it, talking about the shower rod incident, it was really more along the lines of you have a lot of young kids that are, that look up to you because they see you on TV. What message are you trying to send to them? And when she gave her response, she and I have been the best of friends because she has a nonprofit, she has her own business, and she's a working woman. And unfortunately, that tape came out, but I learned so much more about her. But everyone else just wanted to talk about the shower rod. But now whenever she has events, you're always going to know her about the shower rod, but there's so much more positive that she does. And no different from Kanye to Oprah to Bill Clinton to uh, Kevin O'Leary to Mark Cuban to Shaq. Uh, you know, I mean, I can keep going on and on and on. I mean, it's just I've literally interviewed them. You and I were just at the convention the other day, and Jesse Jackson, that wasn't my only, that wasn't my first time interviewing Jesse Jackson or Andrew Young or T.I., Chris Tucker, you know, I mean, you name it, I've, you know, I've pretty much done it. So, Man, it's got to be really an exciting thing to not only just, like you said, do an interview, but like you mentioned, to really have this conversation. And Mr. Johnson, that's one thing I think that we, that, you know, we do get caught up, especially in Atlanta. Everybody's about being on the red carpet, being seen, 
you know, kind of being with the right people. But, uh, you know, to hear a guy that says, listen, I, I want to really get your story and uh, kind of let people know. And that's kind of what you guys do in the financial way. It's more than just the gloss and blah, just credit score, right? You're really trying to, to change families' lives. Yes, sir. Correct. Correct. Good. So, again, guys, we uh, appreciate you guys tuning in here. A little bonus time here, but wanted to make sure that we got a little bit of the tall boy experience. Uh, you guys can check him out, and we're, we're going we're gonna to be partnering with him more and more to make sure we share his videos on our platform so you guys can see it when you guys come across here because he's doing some phenomenal work. And uh, do not be shocked, guys, that uh, you see him uh, burst forth in a much bigger platform, a much bigger way because he's doing some great stuff out there. And the one thing is, you know, my mom used to tell me, and even though it's kind of a loose interpretation of the scripture, it does have merit that your gift will make room for you and bring you in front of great men. And certainly uh, we've seen this with Tallboy and his experience. He's been able to, to get to, and not like you said, not to generate, but have conversations with people that many top reporters on much bigger platforms strain to do, and they don't have that same type of vibe. If you watch the interview that Tallboy does, it really is a conversation. And uh, the other thing, too, he gets the best drops in the business. You know, the people get on, and, you know, normally you get the people, you have to give them a flashcard, and they say, yes, uh, we are happy to be on the Tallboy experience. But these guys, they, yo, man, I'm with the tall boy. It was an experience. <laughs> so these types of things let you know that, the, that these people, these influencers, uh, these, you know, top executives, these people from the entertainment business really enjoy, uh, you know, Corey and the work that he does. He used um, my government. Yeah, I had to use the government name, you know, because, you know, everybody knows that's tall boy, but, you know, I had to get my own school. That's the government name, boy. But listen, how can people find out more about you, website, uh, social media man, so they can follow you and check out. Because guys, when you go on the page, you're just gonna be on there all day. Because he's just got There's over 500 videos on the first YouTube channel, and it's uh, another 300 on the uh, on the first on oh, my original channel. Original so channel. the original channel had all the throwback stuff with Steve Harvey, Bobby Blue Glam, Bobby Womack, Jay Blackfoot, Marvin Cease, Denise LaSalle. If you're a big blues fan, um, those I are the. I'm la- gonna drop some names after a while. Baby. <laughs> those are the last living interviews of the blues artists, and um, that that I was just blessed and fortunate, and and, and honestly, um, and we're creating content right now as I speak on my cell phone. Believe it or not, sure. so some of this stuff is gonna be seen later on. Um, but no, I mean honestly, no. When I started back in 2007. You know, my agent didn't believe in me, and I found a way to get into the radio station. And when I got into that radio station, um, Steve Harvey's manager, Rashawn McDonald, uh, if you guys know who he is, uh, the ball-headed guy, you know, that that chases behind. Uh, Looks Steve. around the shadows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he uh, basically said, Slim, go get something. And I said, my name's not Slim. My name is <laughs> Tallboy. And he says, I don't give up what your name is. Right. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Great sound effect. And uh, he literally told the program director to get rid of me and told him to tell me not to come back until I wanted, until I knew what I wanted to do. Wow. And that night, home, that night I went home and said, what do you want to do with your life? Because, I mean, I'm a professional athlete, you know, mm-hmm. like I got whatever I wanted. You know, you point, you get. You want right. the girl, you get. You you want the the watch, you get. You win you get a couple it. games, you Speakers, get it. Shoes, yeah, hats, you, clothing, whatever. And mm-hmm. so here I am into the real world. And whoever's listening, and hopefully this might be the motivation to them, you know, it's you have to find out your happiness and what what's that one job that you're willing to do for the rest of your life. And I said I wanted to interview celebrities. Well, I already knew going in, people weren't going to hold a camera and chase me around, so I had to learn how to shoot. I had to learn how to edit. I had to learn how to, you know, network with the right people, build relationships, because I don't know who somebody is that could help me get to the door that I needed to get to. 
And the next thing you know, I mean, the very next week I was interviewing Bill Clinton, all because I networked with the right people. Literally, the next week I was interviewing Bill Clinton. And um, I had something. It didn't go as the way it sounds right now, but, I mean, there were some bumps. There's always been bruises. There's always been, but you keep on going. And as Deshaun Tate from Tate Tate said earlier today, you know, it's not to the the race is not to the swift, it's to the one that can endure. And I think at the end of the day, what happens is your consistency, no different from Real Talk Sports, no different from this brother who has a credit score uh, company, he's been around and it's a trusted brand. And as you have a trusted brand, people tend to rock with you and want to do business with you because they built relationships. Well, you know, boys, anytime they start slinging the scripture around, oh. well, the preacher be happy right there. Well, I don't know no scripture right off the top of my well, head. Well, that was the one you talking about, the waste <laughs> not given to the swift nor to the strong, but he who endured to the end. So uh, we thank God for you because, again, you have endured. A lot of people have had yeah. doubts. A lot of people have tried to uh, oh, they knock laugh. you off your stride. Yeah, they, they laugh. They don't believe. And then when you say tall boy, they, you know, they think it's a game. But then when you see the interview, and I go into it, you know, no different. Here's a funny story. Kevin O'Leary was asking me about how tall I am. And if anyone knows Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank, and um, he's like, hey, how tall are you? You know, I'm looking at him like, look, this is not the time. Right. I'm here with my guy from Benji Lock over at CES this year in February. So wow, I've, never okay. met, I've never met the guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, all he wants to do is want to know how tall I am and who I play ball with, you know. And they're like, hey, you need to do this interview with Tall Boy. And then we go three, two, one. Hey, it's the Tall Boys Friends, man. We're live at CES, and I'm at the Benji Lock booth, and I have the president from Hampton Products, Benji Lock owner, and I also have the billionaire himself, Mr. Kevin O'Leary. And then all of a sudden we start going into the interview, and he didn't know that I had already did my research while he was doing what he needed to do with them. And by the time it was all over with, he said, man, you're good. You did this on one take. And I literally, you know, I had literally – Google is your best friend. Yes, sir. Google and YouTube. If you mm-hmm. just use Google and YouTube, it, information's right there for you. It's right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I literally did what I, I asked the right questions. I knew what some of his hobbies were. And when it was all said and done with, you know, the next time he sees me, he's going to stop. I know that. When you, and that's the one thing, guys, I'd say this as we get ready to close. If you are an aspiring uh, media person, one of the things that's very, very critical, and Vincent W. Turner always used to hammer me about this, is to kind of, you know, know what you're talking about. And that doesn't mean just being able to sprout a lot of facts and figures, but do the research on who you're interviewing or who you think you might interview. Because what happens is, Mr. Johnson, you know the same thing. When you're going to talk to someone about credit repair and so forth, I mean, you can't, you don't, you're not going to know everything about the person, but, but part of the, the initial process is the interview. Absolutely. The client, you know, so you can know how to best serve and meet their needs. Without that, it's, it's you know, you can't do it. I know from a guy has been in sales for a long time, Dale, that, that was the number one thing that we had to do in sales was to interview the prospect and discover what their needs and then later what their wants are and then try to make sure that you had a product that would suit their needs and uh, hopefully their wants. So that, that's it, guys. So listen, if, you, if you're out there and you want to know, okay, what's the secret? There is none, <laughs> okay? It's hard work, and it's about, uh, you know, not being dissuaded or discouraged when the Lord has put that in your mind is something you can do and then go forward and be willing to just, you know, be persistent. My, my biggest thing is use what you have. You don't have to have the best camera equipment. You don't have to have the best laptop. Just start somewhere and it will come. It will, everything will line itself up. I mean, I remember I said I had to have this big old camera and I, literally if you saw the camera that I, kids laugh at me when I do career days 
and say, this is the interview. This is the camera I used to interview Bill Clinton. And they laugh. And I look at them and say, does it really matter? You saw the video, right? Here it is. Press play. Right. And then I show you the camera I shot with Kanye West. And they laugh, but I'm like, does it matter? Here's Kanye West. And he apologizes to Nike. Kanye apologizes to Nike and Tallboy got it and it went viral. Does it really matter? The fact is I was able to show no different right now. We just literally did something here where we're at right now. And I mean, does it really matter? All I know is he just gave me a, a shameless plug and it's going to go well. And does people really matter? All they need to know is Jonathan Simmons just endorsed me. So, I mean, well, at the end of the day, just, right. use what you, just use what you have. But well, that's it, guys. Well, listen, we're going to have uh, Tallboy again uh, give you the information where you can find him, his social media, and his website. Go ahead, brother. Uh, tallboy.us is the website. Uh, YouTube is the best thing I can tell you. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all I am Tallboy, all one word, I am Tallboy. And um, Twitter is tallboy.us, but I very rarely check out the Twitter thing. But just I am Tallboy, just Google it, YouTube, um, Instagram, Facebook. Well, he might call himself the tall boy experience, but he's a bad man. No. Can I do this real quick? Yeah. Um, we partnered. Um, it's funny because God has a funny way because it's all about, you know, bridging the gap with the youth and bringing sure. the youth with the older generation. And uh, I'm really big on that. And I just partnered with uh, the music education group, uh, MEG. And what they did was they partnered with the Atlanta public school system. Good stuff. Okay. And what they did is they created the largest talent search in APS school history. Wow. And what they're doing is the 10 or 12 schools that they have going to uh, – that's in the city of Atlanta. Sure. They're doing a talent show. I think the next one is April 12th at Best Academy. And I don't know the dates. You would have to go to musiceducationgroup.org, I would like to say, the website. Um, but they're doing a talent search. And so if you have any kids that go to any school in APS, they can get in. And the winner of each talent um, search or talent show, they get partnered with uh, a Grammy Award-winning uh, producer, and they're going to create uh, We Come in Peace uh, compilation CD uh, being released uh, on APS's school website, 2018-2019 uh, school, uh, school season. Wow. So this is a great way for the musicians or the producers to partner with the next generation coming together. So they asked me to come in and help show the kids how to speak on the red carpet, do red carpet interviews, and kind of like let the kids know, hey, this is how you need to prepare yourself don't take this as a game. So take this as if you're serious about the music business, you need to know how to handle yourself in, from an interview to your performance. So wow. um, I've been able to partner with them. I've been blessed. And uh, it's uh, it's called APS We Create. So if you Google it, um, and the company, uh, the, or, the nonprofit organization is uh, Music Education Group. So you can find it all out there on Facebook. That, that's fantastic. Bob. That, that's good stuff. And that's Ms. Johnson. You know, you're your guy. That's what you do in the – to try to help people out. Now I'm gonna do something here. You know, we're live here, guys. So I'm gonna try this. Here. Hold on a second. Let me just. I'm gonna take my headset off for a second. Do we do we still have the Detroit Lion fan over there? Is he still there? Is our Detroit Lion fan still over there? Is he? He's hanging out. He's just, I think he's having his beer. He doesn't see me. I'm waving him. I don't think he sees me there. Hold on one second. I'll try to get his attention right here. Mr. Detroit fan. <laughs> no, no. The, the guy right in front of you with the cap. Yeah, right there. No, no. The guy in front of. No, no. I want the, the gentleman with the blue cap. He's a Detroit fan. Yeah, yeah, just you. Come over here for a second, sir. Come on. Yeah, come on over here. Come on over here. Come on. Come on. Come on. 
this is what we do, guys, when we're live here. We, 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 last time we had a New Orleans Saints fan, but we're going to bring a Detroit Lions fan. We're going to mic them up and get a headset on them. Yep, we'll get we we'll get get him sitting right there by the red mic here. No, we, what do you want to know about Detroit? I'll well, talk we to you about the bad boys. I'll talk. To yeah, you come on, have a seat. Go have a seat. Put the headset on. Let's get him mic'd up here. Let's turn the Dallas mic up. So everybody <laughs> can hear him here. This is how we do it. We're live here. All right, we're gonna get that mic nice. We get the headset on. She so can hear us. All right, I think he's good to go now. Headsets on. Yep, he can hear us. So we get, now with that mic, you have to get it right close. You got to speak right into the mic. So we're gonna. Might have to kind of pull it towards you a little bit. And there you go. Ah, now we're cooking with grease. All right, so, sir, introduce yourself because you are our official Detroit Lion fan. Go ahead. You're on the air. Oh, yeah, my name is Gary. I'm uh, from Detroit. Detroit, the Motor City. Motor City. Well, you know, we, it's funny because we actually had our guest, our basketball guest. He's from originally from the Michigan area. Big Michigan State guy. Now, you now you a Michigan State guy or a Mich- oh, yeah. Michigan guy? I, I go back to Magic and Greg Kelsler. That's okay. Oh, there he goes. Listen, I'm gonna get you, I need to get that mic up just a little bit more. I'm going to have to tighten the cord. Maybe you can help him out. Just tighten that up for him just a little bit here because we want to we yep. get him right in that mic so everybody can hear him. Code, I mean, you know. There we go. And we're talking five years when that was all going I need on. You, I need you almost like you're eating that mic. Get you okay. nice and close. There you go. There we go. Now Good. we can hear you. Good. Okay. Excellent. So, listen, um, what did you think about this year, Final Four, Michigan back again? Um, just really kind of ran to a buffsaw with Villanova, man. I mean, guys shot like a – they shot about 92,000% from the field. That that was surprising. I mean, uh, you know, watching the game and what was going on, I mean, yeah, it was a little surprising. I never thought Michigan would have did what they did. They played well. I mean, your big man in the middle, Volker, the guy from Germany, I mean, he was a beast. Um, I think that, uh, you know, our guy before talked about the fact that he moved his stock way, way up as far as the NBA, because I think a lot of guys, he wasn't on the radar, but I mean, I watched him. And I mean, to me, he's at least a late first round, early second round pick, man. He, he showed some, he showed some grit, brother. Oh yeah. <laughs> some no real doubt. grit. No doubt. All right. Now again, you, you, you look like you like me kind of guy's been around a little bit. Got, uh, I'm old school. Well, me too. Okay. For you going back, I know there's a lot of been a lot of great memories, but for you, what would be the top three memories in Detroit sports history? And you go back as far as you want. You go back Al K-Line days no. with the Tigers. I don't care. Go back as far as you want. Give us the top three. Well, I used to have season tickets for the line. Okay. When Barry was. Oh, buddy. I mean, it, it got no better. I hate to say it. You know, Barry left in his prime. And if he would have stayed, and, I mean, he would have had all the records. But that was just not him. I mean, just watching him every Sunday was. That must have been incredible. Ah, you know, undescribable. You know, it's funny, there's a guy here that was on Sports Talk Radio here, a local guy here, graduated from Georgia Tech, uh, Ryan Stewart. And he talked about the fact that he, I think he played about two or three years with Detroit. And he said the thing that was so crazy is you know, you're on defense and you're kind of supposed to be kind of focusing on, you know, the, the next play with the offense. But he said, you know, the defense, he said you were spending so much time watching Barry. <laughs> he said it was incredible. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I can't say enough, honestly, about Detroit. Detroit gets a bad rap. I used to live here in Atlanta. I used to go to the Falcons games I had a little in when Bartkowski was here. and oh, the, MVP, yeah, yeah always yeah. good. And and my boy, Neon Dion. I mean, my daughter's an athlete at Florida State. Okay. So, I mean, I'm ACC now, but, I mean, I we we could talk and talk about what whatever. I mean, it's just, you know. 
sports as me. Well, look, I, I first of all, I appreciate you coming because we do this all the time. We try to grab somebody out of the audience. Sometimes ah. people are like, nah, go away. I don't want to talk. But the <laughs> fact that, you know, I said, I think my guy from Detroit, he doesn't want to no, come dude, on and talk you're, a bit. you're the man. You just make me feel comfortable here <laughs> because I've called sports talk shows down in South Florida, Levitard, and, see, he, you know, Stu God Show, I whatever. I have but, one. Dude, you're, you're, you make it easy. Well, listen, I appreciate you, man. And like I said, just some great stuff. Detroit, again, has a long history of uh, outstanding sports. You know, I, th- I had a great uh, opportunity to uh, uh, to meet Mr. Uh, Mr. Horton, who played uh, back in I think he played in the '67. Talking 68. Willie Horton. Willie Horton, yeah, he was ah. here. For, he got a special honor here through the Braves, and so I had a chance to meet him. And he talked about what's interesting because you know he talked about obviously his playing days, but he said you know a lot of people really don't understand, you know, how it was to be a black athlete in the '60s. He said because originally Detroit, when they went to spring to spring training, they had to actually like almost like file a petition. For them to be able to kind of stay in hotels, he said it was really crazy. Of course, he was there for the riots, but he said, uh, you know, what an experience. And I told him, I said, you know, I was just a little kid then, but I remember them uh, back-to-back years playing against the uh, – um, I remember in 68 playing against the uh, the Cardinals. And I remember, I think, that Gibson in game one, I think, struck out 18 guys. And a lot of people don't remember that St. Louis actually had a 3-1 three, three to game, uh, three games to one lead, mm-hmm. and Detroit came back and actually took that series. Uh, Mickey Lolich was on that team. I mean, they just had a, they had a phenomenal, phenomenal team. And you, you were right in the middle. Of it. You were able to go oh, up and yeah. see that. And so, you know, Bob Gibson ended up losing that game you were talking about. Yeah, he, it's, it's, it's all just, those strikeouts. He's phenomenal. Just you know, those those years with Detroit and Sirs, obviously talk about Barry Sanders. Phenomenal stuff going and on there. We didn't even get to talk about the bad the boys. bad boys. The bad it, it, it never got any better. You, it, Jordan rules, right? All created from oh. Detroit Pistons. So. Must have been great stuff, man. Being able to grow right. up and see all that stuff, man. And uh, again, we just appreciate you. Now, how do you how do you like uh, coming hanging out here on the south side of Atlanta? Here, nice uh, hotel, huh? Love Atlanta. Yep. love Atlanta. Yeah. Now, now what'd you eat over there? What did you, did, you, did you try that three grind hamburger they had I over did. there? I did. I had it last night. Pretty awesome. Highly huh? recommended. Yep. See, told you. Yep. Now, and I appreciate you letting me come on and talk about uh, my city, Detroit. Well, well listen, Even I appreciate though you. I live in West Palm Beach right now. Hey, listen, hey, the snowboys. The snowbirds are still running, bro. I tell you, that's all doing. Home is Detroit. Thanks again. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, Thanks. There it is, guys. You never know what might happen on the Real Talk Sports Show. Appreciate our sportsman here from Detroit dropping in with a, a disruptive he, he doesn't know. You didn't tell him about the Magic Johnson thing. Oh, yeah. See, we got a lot of, lot of, lot of good stuff going on there, a lot of good stuff going on. But look, guys, as always, we're running up right against the end of the time of the period here. But, you know, before I go, the preacher always has to say the same thing before I go. Do you... Ma'am, sir, no, Jesus Christ, your personal Savior. Because if you don't, you should. Why? Because he loves you. And he loves you more than your mom, more than your auntie, more than grandma and them. Nobody loves you like Jesus. Now, two things. Number one, that's the way you get into heaven. And number two, that's how you have a life well lived here on the earth. Because he said, I've come that you might have a life, actually have it more abundantly. So if you don't know him, get to know him today. Uh, I guarantee you, I'm not going to say it's going to be easy all the time, but there is nothing like having a relationship uh, with the Lord. So that's what we're going to tell you right here. Well, guys, we're about to wrap it up. We thank you for dropping in. We thank Tallboy. We thank our newest sponsor, Mr. James Johnson, and Right on the Money. And you guys, if you want to be right on the money as far as sports talking, good information about going on, good stuff here in Atlanta. Remember, lock us in, Real Talk Sports Show, Real Talk Sports Network, because we're about to expand and get more shows on with us. Check us out on our website, www.realtalksports.net. Follow us on any social media platform. You can even follow us on Snapchat, even though I never use it because I don't know how to use it. <laughs> But still, the name is the same, at Real Talk Sports, the number seven. All right, guys, we got to go. So uh, stay tuned and check us out. We'll bring you some more stuff, great coverage from on the scene. We hope to be covering soccer this weekend. But if not, you know we're going to try and bring it to you, as we always do, from live on the scene. All right, everybody, God bless you, and good night.